This is the happy hour. You guys going to happy hour? Live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, I'll maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Cleary. C is for chunk. <laughs> On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Good afternoon, happy Monday. Hope the weekend was good. This is the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick Sainert and Enrique alvarez Clary are with you today. Hello, Rico. Hello. How's it going, man? Fantabulous. That's good. How was the weekend? It was amazing. It was a very good weekend. Before we get into it, as always, 402-464-5685, the Honda of Lincoln hotline, the Starter Heyman text line. Both of those open for you the entire show. Tell us how your weekend was, what you guys do, um, what was the best game of the weekend. We'll get to all of these texts throughout the course of the hour. All right, Rico, you have. We, we started a little bit later today because there was mm-hmm. a really good interview with Aaron Taylor. It was necessary. I'm not I'm not mad. I'm not mad at all, I, especially considering I was the one that pushed the button to start <laughs> us later. Um, you have... 30 seconds for the Rico's recap. Actually, I'll give you 40. 40 seconds? Yep, until 10 or 2.06.30. Okay. Uh, this this weekend really wasn't all all that. It was very chill. We, we were at home most of the time. We wanted to go to the women's basketball game. We didn't make it. Uh, kind of had a little stomach bug went around our house, but we're all good to go. Good. Um. Yeah, no, we just chilled at home all weekend. It was very nice. It was very relaxing. Are you going to watch the championship game tonight? Yes, I have steaks thawing. Oh. I'm gonna after I get off of here. I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna season them up. I'm gonna throw them on the grill. Gonna make those. It's gonna be delicious. That Maybe is go buy some asparagus. We have some potatoes also. You know, make a whole Jeez. thing. It's gonna be great. Dang! All right, Rico. Ellie was excited. We said we're gonna have steaks tomorrow, and she was on the couch. And she goes, steak. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, that, little girl. That is fantastic. Um, if you are looking for a place to watch the title game tonight, head over to the Upside Bar and Lounge from 6 to 8 p.m. Nicole Griffith and Jake Sorensen will be broadcasting live there for ticket weeknights, 27th and Pine Lake, 50-cent hard-shell tacos, dollar soft-shell, and $3 house-made margaritas. I've heard the margaritas are good. Nicole always gets them every time. I stick to root beer. Proud of you. So we're chilling. Well, what did but, what did you get when we went for our Christmas party? Shirley Temple. Shirley Temple. What did you, what did you say? Best. It was. Yeah, no, I don't remember. Okay, I got a Shirley Temple, but four zero two four six four five six eight five. I have a lot to, I want to get to and and ask Rico's thoughts on um, NFL thoughts. NFL football. It was basically firing away Monday. Coaches it's, getting it's fired. Called Black Monday. Black Monday. Get it right. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about how Husker women's basketball played against Iowa yesterday in a very, very competitive and close game. Uh, that was a lot of fun to watch. Nebraska falls short, but they're still not ranked, and they actually dropped two spots to be specific. So I want to talk about that for a moment. I want to touch on NIL. Nebraska hires a special teams coordinator. Finally, it's official. And Scott and- Frost did mention a defensive line hiring yes. as well. I like it. I don't know if it's officially official, but he said it. So. Yeah, Mike Dawson moves to defensive line. So to to replace Tony Tuioti who 
left to join Dan Lanning's uh, crew at Oregon. So I want to know where you guys stand on everything. How are we feeling with Casey Thompson now that we're a weekend removed from his or we've had a weekend to kind of sit on his commitment and stuff like that. How are, how are you guys feeling about Nebraska's quarterback situation? Has our thoughts on Logan Smothers changed, whether that means he sticks with Nebraska or does he move on? Does it all ride on a guy like Chubba Purdy or whoever they bring in, if they bring in a second guy, right? I, for, I every Every day that's removed from him announcing his offer, I forget that he even has an offer to Nebraska. Yeah. It's, I, I, I forget well, that Chubba Purdy is a quarterback that is in the transfer And then portal. did it kind of catch you off guard, Rico, when they offer Nate Glantz? Or when Nate they Glantz, offered him a preferred walk-on, so not really surprising. I think they should have offered him a scholarship, and I would but, take him over Chubba Purdy. But no, not really. Here, here's where I'm, I'm at on this. He's the best. He was the best player in JUCO. I, I understand that one of the best, one of the best quarter, or the best quarterback in JUCO as well. But like, here's where I stand on everything. If if Nate Glantz decides to accept that preferred walk-on, and, and Chubba Purdy decides to become a part of this quarterback room, it's about to be very crowded. And now, and that would and, be a legit battle after Casey. That after Casey Thompson finishes his one, two years, however long he decides to be here. If he has a good year next year, he can yeah. you know uh, head out to the NFL or, or what have you. But after Casey Thompson is done, the battle between Nate Glanz and Chubba Purdy would be electric. Well, what about then? Then that conversation with Logan Smothers becomes even more um, wild and, and important because. If if they decide to add two more quarterbacks, because now I don't think that's on the table necessarily, but if they add another one, it's still pretty crowded because mm-hmm. you have your guy Casey Thompson, who everybody's kind of expecting has a power, a good chunk of Power Five experience, comes in be and st- is the starter on Week Zero against Northwestern on August twenty eighth in Ireland. So you have that. Then behind him, let's just say let's have the scenario that Logan Smothers sticks around, which I kind of hope he does. I do too, because now. And and I've kind of criticized this before. He's been here for a couple years, and there wasn't a lot of excitement when he played against Iowa, right? And they don't have a lot of confidence in him. They haven't been shy about saying that or not saying that, I should say. So they've been shy and that, showing it. There you go. That's a better part. They haven't given him those game like opportunities that they've been so um, passionate about quarterbacks having before they find game time game play or playing time thank you excuse me words are hard so I would like Logan Smothers to stick around obviously because there's that line between Casey Thompson being number one and Logan Smothers being number two and I think he's better or has the potential to be better Mm -hmm. than a guy like Heinrich Harburg than a guy like Chubba Purdy and and Nate Glantz if you want to throw him into that mix which who knows what's going to happen there but when you talk about how crowded a room's going to be, that room is going to be tight because you're going to have Casey Thompson, Logan Smothers, Heinrich Harburg, Chubba Purdy, Matt Masker, the guy from Hastings. Richard and, Torres. And I, Richard Torres. People forget Richard what is, Torres What is committed. going to happen with Richard Torres? Where does he fit in in all this? Well, in the he trajectory, has to get healthy. Yes, but in the trajectory of the program, where does he fit in in all of this? True. So there's, there's a lot of things that are going to need to be unfolded in the next, I mean, year and a half when you're talking about the backup, third string, when you're talking about those positions, year and a half. But And Tater says this on the text line, I'm so excited and have a lot of hope for Casey Thompson. Um, and I think that's the vibe, 
right now. And then you get a guy like Trey Palmer, who's another return man with the Mickey Joseph connection. Mm-hmm. And, and that's definitely something to be excited about. But I would um, caution Husker fans, and, and here's why. Nebraska football under four years still has not found an identity. And their only somewhat of an identity is now playing down at Manhattan at Kansas State. And so, of course, of course. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you, Rico. But no, there's a lot to be excited about, but I would caution. And, And here's why. Like I said, the identity is now playing at Kansas State. And you don't know. You want to be able to count on Ramir Johnson, but I think some Husker fans are hesitant because it wasn't an a thousand yard rusher. It's not that it's not that um, leaps and bounds better than the next guy rusher. I mean, I'll that, push that back. running back room is crowded. I mean, I can push back on the Ramir Johnson like uh, uh, hesitancy is they didn't run with their running backs. Like at good all point. last, like That's they did point. not give him a chance to become a one thousand yard rusher, to become a a one hundred and twenty yard a game rusher, yeah. because they didn't run with their running backs. They they would get Adrian Martinez would get the ball and he would either throw it or he would run it. So you well, you you they, weren't turning it around. You weren't turning around and handing it off to your running backs to give them a chance to make any type of plays to to take some pressure off of the passing game to take some pressure off of your running backs and keep those pass rushers at bay for even a half second longer. I guess that works right into my point then, in 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 an essence, because I do not know what this offense is going to look like. You might be able to take a wild guess that it's going to be a little more pass-heavy since a guy like um, Casey Thompson only had 157 rushing yards last season. So you can you can kind of expect that. I mean... they. But here's another thing, is you have to take into account that every single year they've told us that they want to run the ball and find one guy. Mm-hmm. Now, part of that is the coaching staff not sticking to it when... And maybe panicking. I, I don't know if that's the right word, but there are moments in games where it, it gets a little too close for comfort and they go away from what was not not necessarily working but was sustainable they fall back on what is comfortable to them which is risky plays and quarterback runs which is letting the quarterback make the plays that's what that's what it is it's not it's not handing it off and letting the running back make the plays it's giving the ball to your most talented athlete which was Adrian Martinez and letting him do what what needs to be done that that was what they would always fall back on but the 157 rushing yards for Casey Thompson you have to remember he had Bajan Robinson that's a good point in his backfield who was at one point a Heisman top three finalist about midway through the season he was putting up monster numbers so in Texas they didn't ask Casey Thompson to run because they had running backs because they had guys that they could Mm -hmm. get they had guys that Casey Thompson could give the ball to to take pressure off of himself while he slung it around to his playmakers, which Nebraska has a crowded running back room, as you said. I don't know how much talent is there. I, I mean, Gabe Irvin seems to have a lot of talent. Mm-hmm. He's still got to get healthy from the injury he suffered against Oklahoma. Hopefully he can he can get you know healthy from that and get back to where he 
was headed, get back on the trajectory that it seemed like he was going for in his fresh, true freshman year. Uh, you have Ramir Johnson, who showed out after the Oklahoma game when he took the starting role. You, you still have Marquise Stepp, who was your transfer from USC. He's a big body back. <laughs> yeah, don't forget him. You have Jacquez Yant who you've seen you know, two, three games from him, uh, flashes of what he can offer you. Uh, you've got you know, the freshman that you're bringing in. You, know, you have a couple other guys in that, in that running back room that have talent and have skill. You just need to figure out a way to not only get them the ball, get them the ball but utilize their skill sets to help Casey and this offense f- flourish. Well, with anybody in this offense, put – these guys in a position to succeed. I think that's a huge part. And with that, it's kind of a two-way street. The guys have to be bought in. And whether that's finding a way to keep Xavier Betts on the field or finding a way to keep Jacques Yant available to play. Just just available. You cannot have guys that will go for, for 80-some yards in a weekend in a game, which is somewhat decent for Nebraska, how sad is that to say, for a running back who goes off for, let's say, 88 yards, and then the next week he's unavailable because of something that that is off the field, non-injury related. You can't have that. Especially in a do-or-die season, you you have to try your best to minimize... Minimize? Minimize. 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 Words are hard. For the second time today, minimize those problems, those off the field problems, because it's kind of going to be a all hands on deck, and that's what the running back room has been these last four years. Maybe take away the first season with Divino Zigbo. It's been running back by committee, and each year the staff tells us they want to find one guy. Now, part of that may be the staff not sticking with one guy part of part of that may be the guy's not taking the job which is a big issue in itself and, and John and Cortland and Rico you you made a point about this too it's offensive line right mm-hmm. that helps with an establish uh, with establishing a running game and Casey Thompson if he doesn't have to scramble out of the pocket every single play he's going to be much more successful just like Adrian Martinez was and and for those people that that would rag on Andrew Martinez not being able to make the throws, I, I'm not going to get into that. But I can tell you right now that Casey Thompson, j- you know, watching the games that he's played and watching the not even not even just the highlights, but just just the games, just watching a couple of them, the dude can make just about every throw you are going to ask him to make. He can put some zip on it. He can put some touch on it. He can put it into places where only his receiver can get it. Yeah, he's going to throw it up there every once in a while to to you know challenge his receiver to, to, to make a play, mm-hmm. but that happens. And you have – this roster has receivers that can go up and make a play. They have guys – got to get them on who, the field. Yeah, they have guys who, who after the catch, you could throw them a short slant route, you could throw them a curl route, you just get them the ball within two yards of the line of scrimmage and let them make a play. They can do that. This roster has so much talent that they need to utilize. They need to actually get on the field – keep on the field, get the ball to, and let them use the skill set that they earned their scholarship with. Mm-hmm. Because right now you have all of these guys sitting on the bench for a year, two years, three years, who haven't been able to get into a game, who haven't been able to show you why they are a Division One, Power 5, 
you know, blue blood school recruit, commit player. You have these guys, and you're not using them. You need to find a way to get these guys on the field and, and get the most out of them. Yeah, so there's a lot to be – I mean, you're, you're absolutely right, Rico. You were going right, just in the direction that I wanted to go there. But there's a lot to be excited about. I don't, wanna, I don't want this conversation to cloud that. But I want to caution Husker fans to, from crowning offseason national champions. That's, our, that's a common term for the, the Husker fan base, right? The offseason national championship. There's a lot to be excited about. But if we get to the preseason, spring ball, and we get to fall ball and fall camp, and we're hearing the same stuff, Husker fans have a right to be hesitant to believe it. Because through four years, everything, that not everything, a good chunk of what this staff has said hasn't translated onto the football field. Mm-hmm. Like I said, minimizing those issues. What you said, getting the talent on the field and using them correctly, assessing talent, identifying talent, developing talent. What did Mickey say? Do not overcoaching them, using the skills that they have to their fullest well, abilities. That's a big part. Assessing talent, like Mickey just said oh, on that clip, it's assessing talent, finding the guy's strengths, and not messing up that strength, but still developing what they're they're mm-hmm. weaker at. Finding out what they're great at. And getting them better at what they're not great at. 402-464-5685. Feel free to chime into the show all hour long. Haunted of Lincoln Hotline, the Starter Heyman text line. You guys know how to get involved there. Um, as well as the Starter Heyman Jewelers video stream. Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. We can throw your comment up on the screen there. Um, and then you can find us on Twitter, Nick underscore Sainer, and at Radio Rico AC. All right, so a couple minutes left in this segment. Feel Alexa, free to play 93.7 the ticket. Thank you, Rico. Gosh, I always forget that. Hey, Google, play 93.7 The Ticket. Just in case you don't have an Alexa, you know. So, there's a lot to be excited about. Casey Thompson, obviously, a big get. And and we talked about it before he officially made his announcement that if a guy, if, if he did decide to come to Lincoln, that was as good of an option as Nebraska was going to have in this at this time in the transfer portal. How did, how did we say it? I think we said it off air. The the best option that you can realistically get, yeah, was Casey, was Casey Thompson. Thompson. So because the best option would have been Caleb Williams, but realistically, you are not getting Caleb Williams as Jackson Dart is transferring out of USC. Yeah. I wonder what that means. Which is interesting because when Bach and I talked to Barry Trammell last week, he he mentioned that Caleb Williams and his family was not happy with Lincoln Riley when they left Oklahoma. So that's very interesting. He didn't think that maybe and, and they just wanted a heads up. That's been that's been one of the knocks on, or the, one of the reasons that have been mentioned why Caleb Williams is not going to USC, or they don't think he is mm-hmm. because, um, because of that, because he was not happy that Lincoln Riley just up and left. See, I don't think that I don't think Caleb and his family were mad that he up and left Oklahoma. I think they're mad that. He didn't give them a heads up. He didn't give anybody a heads up. Because if he would have been like, hey, Caleb and Caleb's family, I'm going to go to <laughs> USC. Would you like to come with me? Yes. Yes, we would. I'm sure that they would be fine with it. Let's- but just the fact that he left, I think it's like, ah, oh, we're mad at him because he just left us. But at the same time, it's yeah. like, dude, we're going to go to USC. Like, I don't really. Yeah, like, I get to play whatever. for USC. Whatever, man. We're gonna, I'm going to play in Southern California. Easily win a Pac-12 title. Easily. Pretty easily, yeah. 
All right, let's take a break. Let's stick with Caleb Williams. He got offered a million dollars to play at Eastern Michigan. Let's talk about NIL mm. a little bit. Because I think institutions have started to find a loophole. Mm. Loophole. I love loopholes. To where you know it's wrong, but it's still technically legal. We'll talk about that next. 402-464-5685. Get your thoughts in. On NIL, we'll talk about it next on the Happy Hour. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Guys, do you want thicker, fuller hair? Do you desire lustrous, luscious locks that you can run your fingers through? Maybe a full head of hair makes you feel attractive. Perhaps a full head of hair boosts your confidence and self-esteem. Whatever your reasons, if you have started to experience hair loss, there is good news. Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash fuller. Do it today and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash fuller. 